Section fifty six of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book nine, chapter three. The sufferings of a soul, the first ordeal and so mitya sat looking wildly at the people round him not understanding what was said to him suddenly he got up flung up his hands and shouted aloud i'm not guilty i'm not guilty of that blood i'm not guilty of my father's blood i meant to kill him but i'm not guilty not i but he had hardly said this before grushenka rushed from behind the curtain and flung herself at the police captain's feet it was my fault mine my wickedness she cried in a heart-rending voice bathed in tears stretching out her clasped hands towards them he did it through me i tortured him and drove him to it i tortured that poor old man that's dead too in my wickedness and brought him to this it's my fault mine first mine most my fault yes it's your fault you're the chief criminal you fury you harlot you're the most to blame shouted the police captain threatening her with his hand but he was quickly and resolutely suppressed the prosecutor positively seized hold of him this is absolutely irregular mihail makarovitch he cried you are positively hindering the inquiry you're ruining the case he almost gasped follow the regular course follow the regular course cried nikolai parfenovitch fearfully excited too otherwise it's absolutely impossible judge us together grushenka cried frantically still kneeling punish us together i will go with him now if it's to death grusha my life my blood my holy one mitya fell on his knees beside her and held her tight in his arms don't believe her he cried she's not guilty of anything of any blood of anything he remembered afterwards that he was forcibly dragged away from her by several men and that she was led out and that when he recovered himself he was sitting at the table beside him and behind him stood the men with metal plates facing him on the other side of the table sat nikolai parfenovitch the investigating lawyer he kept persuading him to drink a little water out of a glass that stood on the table that will refresh you that will calm you be calm don't be frightened he added extremely politely mitya he remembered it afterwards became suddenly intensely interested in his big rings one with an amethyst and another with a transparent bright yellow stone of great brilliance and long afterwards he remembered with wonder how those rings had riveted his attention through all those terrible hours of interrogation so that he was utterly unable to tear himself away from them and dismiss them as things that had nothing to do with his position on mitya's left side in the place where maximov had been sitting at the beginning of the evening the prosecutor was now seated and on mitya's right hand where grushenka had been was a rosy-cheeked young man in a sort of shabby hunting-jacket with ink and paper before him this was the secretary of the investigating lawyer who had brought him with him the police captain was now standing by the window at the other end of the room beside kalganov who was sitting there drink some water said the investigating lawyer softly for the tenth time 
i have drunk it gentlemen i have but come gentlemen crush me punish me decide my fate cried mitya staring with terribly fixed wide-open eyes at the investigating lawyer so you positively declare that you are not guilty of the death of your father fyodor pavlovitch asked the investigating lawyer softly but insistently i am not guilty i am guilty of the blood of another old man but not of my father's and i weep for it i killed i killed the old man and knocked him down but it's hard to have to answer for that murder with another a terrible murder of which i am not guilty it's a terrible accusation gentlemen a knock-down blow but who has killed my father who has killed him who can have killed him if i didn't it's marvellous extraordinary impossible yes who can have killed him the investigating lawyer was beginning but ippolit kirillovitch the prosecutor glancing at him addressed mitya you need not worry yourself about the old servant grigory vassilievitch he is alive he has recovered and in spite of the terrible blows inflicted according to his own and your evidence by you there seems no doubt that he will live so the doctor says at least alive he's alive cried mitya flinging up his hands his face beamed lord i thank thee for the miracle thou hast wrought for me a sinner and evil-doer that's an answer to my prayer i've been praying all night and he crossed himself three times he was almost breathless so from this grigory we have received such important evidence concerning you that the prosecutor would have continued but mitya suddenly jumped up from his chair one minute gentlemen for god's sake one minute i will run to her excuse me at this moment it's quite impossible nikolai perfenovitch almost shrieked he too leapt to his feet mitya was seized by the men with the metal plates but he sat down of his own accord gentlemen what a pity i wanted to see her for one minute only i wanted to tell her that it has been washed away it has gone that blood that was weighing on my heart all night and that i am not a murderer now gentlemen she is my betrothed he said ecstatically and reverently looking round at them all oh thank you gentlemen oh in one minute you have given me new life new heart that old man used to carry me in his arms gentlemen he used to wash me in the tub when i was a baby three years old abandoned by everyone he was like a father to me and so you the investigating lawyer began allow me gentlemen allow me one minute more interposed mitya putting his elbows on the table and covering his face with his hands let me have a moment to think let me breathe gentlemen all this is horribly upsetting horribly a man is not a drum gentlemen drink a little more water murmured nikolai parfenovitch mitya took his hands from his face and laughed his eyes were confident he seemed completely transformed in a moment his whole bearing was changed he was once more the equal of these men with all of whom he was acquainted as though they had all met the day before when nothing had happened at some social gathering 
we may note in passing that on his first arrival mitya had been made very welcome at the police captain's but later during the last month especially mitya had hardly called at all and when the police captain met him in the street for instance mitya noticed that he frowned and only bowed out of politeness his acquaintance with the prosecutor was less intimate though he sometimes paid his wife a nervous and fanciful lady visits of politeness without quite knowing why and she always received him graciously and had for some reason taken an interest in him up to the last he had not had time to get to know the investigating lawyer though he had met him and talked to him twice each time about the fair sex you're a most skilful lawyer i see nikolai parfenovitch cried mitya laughing gaily but i can help you now oh gentlemen i feel like a new man and don't be offended at my addressing you so simply and directly i'm rather drunk too i'll tell you that frankly i believe i've had the honour and pleasure of meeting you nikolai parfenovitch at my kinsman musov's gentlemen gentlemen i don't pretend to be on equal terms with you i understand of course in what character i am sitting before you oh of course there's a horrible suspicion hanging over me if grigory has given evidence a horrible suspicion it's awful awful i understand that but to business gentlemen i am ready and we will make an end of it in one moment for listen listen gentlemen since i know i'm innocent we can put an end to it in a minute can't we can't we mitya spoke much and quickly nervously and effusively as though he positively took his listeners to be his best friends so for the present we will write that you absolutely deny the charge brought against you said nikolai parfenovitch impressively and bending down to the secretary he dictated to him in an undertone what to write write it down you want to write that down well write it i consent i give my full consent gentlemen only do you see stay stay write this of disorderly conduct i am guilty of violence on a poor old man i am guilty and there is something else at the bottom of my heart of which i am guilty too but that you need not write down he turned suddenly to the secretary that's my personal life gentlemen that doesn't concern you the bottom of my heart that's to say but of the murder of my old father i'm not guilty that's a wild idea it's quite a wild idea i will prove you that and you'll be convinced directly you will laugh gentlemen you'll laugh yourselves at your suspicion be calm dmitri fyodorovitch said the investigating lawyer evidently trying to allay mitya's excitement by his own composure before we go on with our inquiry i should like if you will consent to answer to hear you confirm the statement that you disliked your father fyodor pavlovitch that you were involved in continual disputes with him here at least a quarter of an hour ago you exclaimed that you wanted to kill him i didn't kill him you said but i wanted to kill him did i exclaim that Ugh, that may be so gentlemen yes unhappily i did want to kill him many times i wanted to unhappily unhappily you wanted to 
would you consent to explain what motives precisely led you to such a sentiment of hatred for your parent what is there to explain gentlemen mitya shrugged his shoulders sullenly looking down i have never concealed my feelings all the town knows about it everyone knows in the tavern only lately i declared them in father zosima's cell and the very same day in the evening i beat my father i nearly killed him and i swore i'd come again and kill him before witnesses oh a thousand witnesses i've been shouting it aloud for the last month anyone can tell you that the fact stares you in the face it speaks for itself it cries aloud but feelings gentlemen feelings are another matter you see gentlemen mitya frowned it seems to me that about feelings you've no right to question me i know that you are bound by your office i quite understand that but that's my affair my private intimate affair yet since i haven't concealed my feelings in the past in the tavern for instance i've talked to everyone so so i won't make a secret of it now you see i understand gentlemen that there are terrible facts against me in this business i told everyone that i'd kill him and now all of a sudden he's been killed so it must have been me <laughs> i can make allowances for you gentlemen i can quite make allowances i'm struck all of a heap myself for who can have murdered him if not i that's what it comes to isn't it if not i who can it be who gentlemen i want to know i insist on knowing he exclaimed suddenly where was he murdered how was he murdered how and with what tell me he asked quickly looking at the two lawyers we found him in his study lying on his back on the floor with his head battered in said the prosecutor that's horrible mitya shuddered and putting his elbows on the table hid his face in his right hand we will continue interposed nikolai parfenovitch so what was it that impelled you to this sentiment of hatred you have asserted in public i believe that it was based upon jealousy well yes jealousy and not only jealousy disputes about money yes about money too there was a dispute about three thousand roubles i think which you claimed as part of your inheritance three thousand more more cried mitya hotly more than six thousand more than ten perhaps i told everyone so shouted it at them but i made up my mind to let it go at three thousand i was desperately in need of that three thousand so the bundle of notes for three thousand that i knew he kept under his pillow ready for grushenka i considered as simply stolen from me yes gentlemen i looked upon it as mine as my own property the prosecutor looked significantly at the investigating lawyer and had time to wink at him on the sly we will return to that subject later said the lawyer promptly you will allow us to note that point and write it down that you looked upon that money as your own property write it down by all means i know that's another fact that tells against me but i'm not afraid of facts and i tell them against myself do you hear do you know gentlemen you take me for a different sort of man from what i am 
he added suddenly gloomy and dejected you have to deal with a man of honour a man of the highest honour above all don't lose sight of it a man who's done a lot of nasty things but has always been and still is honourable at bottom in his inner being i don't know how to express it that's just what's made me wretched all my life that i yearned to be honourable that i was so to say a martyr to a sense of honour seeking for it with a lantern with the lantern of diogenes and yet all my life i've been doing filthy things like all of us gentlemen that is like me alone that was a mistake like me alone me alone gentlemen my head aches his brows contracted with pain you see gentlemen i couldn't bear the look of him there was something in him ignoble impudent trampling on everything sacred something sneering and irreverent loathsome loathsome but now that he's dead i feel differently how do you mean i don't feel differently but i wish i hadn't hated him so you feel penitent no not penitent don't write that i'm not much good myself i'm not very beautiful so i had no right to consider him repulsive that's what i mean write that down if you like saying this mitchell became very mournful he had grown more and more gloomy as the inquiry continued at that moment another unexpected scene followed though grushenka had been removed she had not been taken far away only into the room next but one from the blue room in which the examination was proceeding it was a little room with one window next beyond the large room in which they had danced and feasted so lavishly she was sitting there with no one by her but maximov who was terribly depressed terribly scared and clung to her side as though for security at their door stood one of the peasants with a metal plate on his breast grushenka was crying and suddenly her grief was too much for her she jumped up flung up her arms and with a loud wail of sorrow rushed out of the room to him to her mitya and so unexpectedly that they had not time to stop her mitya hearing her cry trembled jumped up and with a yell rushed impetuously to meet her not knowing what he was doing but they were not allowed to come together though they saw one another he was seized by the arms he struggled and tried to tear himself away it took three or four men to hold him she was seized too and he saw her stretching out her arms to him crying aloud as they carried her away when the scene was over he came to himself again sitting in the same place as before opposite the investigating lawyer and crying out to them what do you want with her why do you torment her she's done nothing nothing the lawyers tried to soothe him about ten minutes passed like this at last mihail makarovitch who had been absent came hurriedly into the room and said in a loud and excited voice to the prosecutor she's been removed she's downstairs will you allow me to say one word to this unhappy man gentlemen in your presence gentlemen in your presence by all means mihail makarovitch answered the investigating lawyer in the present case we have nothing against it listen dmitri fyodorovitch my dear fellow 
began the police captain and there was a look of warm almost fatherly feeling for the luckless prisoner on his excited face i took your agrafena alexandrovna downstairs myself and confided her to the care of the landlord's daughters and that old fellow maximov is with her all the time and i soothed her do you hear i soothed and calmed her i impressed on her that you have to clear yourself so she mustn't hinder you must not depress you or you may lose your head and say the wrong thing in your evidence in fact i talked to her and she understood she's a sensible girl my boy a good-hearted girl she would have kissed my old hands begging help for you she sent me herself to tell you not to worry about her and i must go my dear fellow i must go and tell her that you are calm and comforted about her and so you must be calm do you understand i was unfair to her she is a christian soul gentlemen yes i tell you she's a gentle soul and not to blame for anything so what am i to tell her dmitri fyodorovitch will you sit quiet or not the good-natured police captain said a great deal that was irregular but grushenka's suffering a fellow-creature's suffering touched his good-natured heart and tears stood in his eyes mitya jumped up and rushed towards him forgive me gentlemen oh allow me allow me he cried you've the heart of an angel an angel mihail makarovitch i thank you for her i will i will be calm cheerful in fact tell her in the kindness of your heart that i am cheerful quite cheerful that i shall be laughing in a minute knowing that she has a guardian angel like you i shall have done with all this directly and as soon as i'm free i'll be with her she'll see let her wait gentlemen he said turning to the two lawyers now i'll open my whole soul to you i'll pour out everything we'll finish this off directly finish it off gaily we shall laugh at it in the end shan't we but gentlemen that woman is the queen of my heart oh let me tell you that that one thing i'll tell you now i see i'm with honourable men she is my light she is my holy one and if only you knew did you hear her cry i'll go to death with you and what have i a penniless beggar done for her why such love for me how can a clumsy ugly brute like me with my ugly face deserve such love that she is ready to go to exile with me and how she fell down at your feet for my sake just now and yet she's proud and has done nothing how can i help adoring her how can i help crying out and rushing to her as i did just now gentlemen forgive me but now now i am comforted and he sank back in his chair and covering his face with his hands burst into tears but they were happy tears he recovered himself instantly the old police captain seemed much pleased and the lawyers also they felt that the examination was passing into a new phase when the police captain went out mitya was positively gay now gentlemen i am at your disposal entirely at your disposal and if it were not for all these trivial details we should understand one another in a minute 
i am at those details again i am at your disposal gentlemen but i declare that we must have mutual confidence you in me and i in you or there'll be no end to it i speak in your interests to business gentlemen to business and don't rummage in my soul don't tease me with trifles but only ask me about facts and what matters and i will satisfy you at once and damn the details so spoke mitya the interrogation began again end of section fifty six